Good morning and thank you for tuning in to the Automation Morning Show for February 9th, 2023. Today's Thursday and I hope your day is off to an awesome start. We're going to start by first taking a look at what's new in industrial automation. And first up is a line extension for Banner's Q5X line of laser sensors. This particular one now has up to a 10 meter range. And this is a unit that is rated IP67 has a programmable onboard user interface. We can kind of see that right here. Okay, and it also has IO-Link and Remote Teach. So pretty cool product. If you're looking for a laser sensor and you need you know, ten, something within 10 meters, then this might be a product worth checking out. We have another new product from Banner this morning. It's a 3-pin M8 edition of their existing product, the S15L. And uh, I think these are great because you can put this, you know, it can be hard to see sometimes if a photo eye or a prox is on. And so by putting these in line with them, it gives you that indication. So visually you can see, hey, is that photo eye or prox blocked or not? So in the right application, I think these could be super helpful. So if this is something you want to look into, uh, talk to the good folks over at Banner. And as always, all these links are over at automate.news. Next up, we have an article from SME. And this is an article that discusses defending the IoT OT attack. Now, you know, from an IT perspective, a lot of what goes into cybersecurity is making sure you have, you know, firewall software, antivirus software, everything up to date on your PCs. Well, on the OT side, that's not really very applicable because you have a lot of devices, including smart devices, like maybe a laser sensor or other devices that have, you know, IO link. Well, these devices don't have uh, the ability to install a firewall or the ability to install an antivirus, right? So if a hacker ever got into your OT network, right, they could cause a lot of damage and possibly injury by hacking these, uh, these IIoT devices. So this article kind of talks about that. And this is where I like that zero trust initiative where you only let exactly what you want into your OT network. You don't open the door wide open. You only let certain IPs or certain ports talk to certain devices. And so that's something we've talked about previously, and it's something I am really behind. And uh, in this article, they, they talk about it more. So this is another one of those articles that would fall in that cybersecurity bin. And I thought they did a really good job discussing this aspect of it. And next up, we have an article over at Inductive Automation. And this is written by uh, one of their customers. It talks about the advantages of having a company that has done all their development in-house for decades. Now, we have had Inductive on the Automation Podcast, and I was really impressed that it's the same group, mostly the same group of people working in the same place for a very, very long time. And you can see it in the product, how they just have the one product, and it just keeps getting better and better and better. And we all know of vendors who have struggled with either buyouts or buying products and trying to integrate them into their product line. It seems to be the favorite of a certain type of managerial style is let's acquire all this stuff and like make it all work. But we know it oftentimes doesn't always plug together very nicely, right? And so, um, you know, this is a great article, if, especially if you're an Ignition fan or an Inductive fan. Um, this is a great article. I thought that their customer did a good job explaining what those benefits were, especially from the customer side. Next up, we have our Spotlight product today, and that is my Siemens S7-1200 and 1500 course. 
This is a course. This was my first Siemens course. I went through a lot of books. I worked with Siemens very closely on this. And I did a lot of reading. I have a stack of books. And um, when I developed this course, I wanted to develop it. So whether, you know, you've touched Siemens a little bit or never touched Siemens, that you would be able to become out of this course and feel extremely confident uh, programming, troubleshooting, and uh, servicing an S7 PLC, the 1200-1500, the current gen. And so um, I do have to go in and add some quizzes on this, and then the course will be done and the special pricing will be over. So you'll see that launch sale pricing going away and it'll go back to regular prices because the course will be finished and it won't be in a launch mode anymore. So I just wanted to share that with you. And also, uh, in our publication crawl, we got a couple of new uh, publications from the good folks over at Schneider Electric. The first is on their Multi-9 series of products. And I wanted to go to this page here to show you, this is not just your uh, mini circuit breakers, but it's also surge protection and residual current devices, right? That can be very important in certain applications. So I wanted to share that with you. They also have another new uh, document on their website today. And this is a catalog for their power logic devices. I like to call these like power monitoring devices, but um, they have a very in-depth line here. You can see here in this, I was looking through the catalog. It's a pretty good catalog too. So if you're interested in either of those products, you can check out their website. We have links to those, both those uh, documents. And now I wanna go into the audio video files of the day. We have uh, three of them to talk about. The first one is from Beckoff, and this is the first new uh, product information I think we've had from Beckoff since uh, we started at the beginning of the year. And um, this is like an application story. Now, I wasn't so interested in the application story itself as I was at looking at some of their products. And um, I was surprised that they were calling this product here an industrial PC, an IPC, but it's really acting as a PLC, right? And motion controller, they have some, I believe they have some servos down here or below, and you can see some distributed IO here. And it really surprised me that that's their industrial PC and they turn it into a PLC, I believe using the TwinCat software. So I went over to their product page and man, they have a lot of products that, I mean, these look like um, a lot of the products you see behind me, you know, uh, Wago sent in a PLC. We have uh, Cost PLC Next here. We have some uh, PLCs that have been sampled to us from uh, Mitsubishi and Automation Direct. And these, I mean, this could look like an L1, right? These look very, very similar to what people are calling PLCs or PACs. And um, I just thought it was really interesting. So I made it a goal of mine. Hopefully I can find somebody at Beckoff who's not uh, shy about coming on the podcast and get them on and then bring us kind of all up to speed, all of us who haven't used Beckoff, on what this product line is. Like, do they have PLCs that are not PCs? And how difficult is it to turn one of their IPCs into a PLC? You know, these are all kinds of questions I have, and I'd love to get somebody from Beckoff on. If you know somebody at Beckoff, tell them, say, hey, Sean wants to get you on the show and tell the uh, audience all about their products, because it just seems really cool. But uh, in any case, let's move on to our next video. And this video was excellent. I found this over at the Opto22 blog, and this is their uh, first developer video of 2023. And I, I got to say that... Uh, Excellent job in the video. I watched the whole thing and they really did a good job. Kudos to them. And um, this video is about, it's kind of an advanced topic, but it's about enabling shell access or SSH on their Groove products. And uh, it was very well done. He even gives you examples how to connect with Putty and how to create a simple Python file and all that. So I just want to say kudos to them. If you are interested in Opto22 or these products, again, you got to be very careful if you're going to 
have shell access to anything, whether it's a web server or a PLC, but um, excellently done video. So you may want to check out this entire series if you're interested in Opto 22. Also, another vendor I'd like to get on the show because I don't really know much about the Groove series of products. Um, with that, we have another video of the day, audio video file of the day. And this is the Automation Podcast episode that released last night around uh, 3.30. And um, I should say yesterday afternoon, around 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And um, this is where, when I was going through it editing this, I was just reminded how much information Ron Bliss from Rock was able to share with us. And he really gives you a great idea of all the features of Factory Talk Links. Now, why would you care, right? Well, if you think about it, right? If you're using Rockwell devices and you need OPC UA or DA or you need to get data into Excel or you want to set up a, like a gateway so you can get from uh, PCs on your engineering network to your control network devices, um, this is a great product and it starts at an affordable price, um, very similar to the old RSLink single node, RSLink OEM, professional and gateway. And um, it just has a lot of power, but it's really modern. And I was very impressed that Ron and his team, they not only are looking forward to adding new features that people want, but they're also going backward and trying to add in all the features that used to be in the old RS Links products. So um, in any case, I thought it was a great episode. And if you want to find it, you can find it here at theautomationblog.com. You can also find it on all the popular sites. You can see them here, iTunes, Spotify, you know, Pretty much, I try to go everywhere you guys are. If there's one you want me to add, just let me know. But it's also available here as an ad-free video and audio. So with that, the next uh, section I want to talk about today is Q&A. And I posted this up on my LinkedIn last night as well. And um, we've been getting a lot of questions. I think close to a dozen questions in the last, I don't know, few months on the PanelView Plus 7 Series B with Windows 10 IoT operating system. Now, I believe this is when Rockwell brought the PanelView Plus 7 uh, manufacturing back here to the US. Um, they made some changes and some, some features still not enabled that you were in the Series A. And um, there's a lot, people have a lot of questions on it because it's different. It's just plain old different. It's not Windows CE anymore. And so we've been getting a lot of questions and I appreciate them because you guys know I've been using the PanelView Plus since beta. I've been using Factory Talk View or since it was RS View Enterprise since beta. And I was actually using RS View 32, which was originally RS View or Control View for Windows, since it was beta. And so I just love the product line. I really enjoy using it. I teach courses on it. And um, so I know why you guys are sending me questions and I appreciate them. And I just want you to know, I have reached out several times. Now we've had, we have been, I, got, I can say this, we have been blessed by vendors sending us in products. As a matter of fact, we've had so many vendors send us in products, we have to stop taking free samples because we still haven't done justice to the products we have. I mean, we've covered the IFM in depth, right? And I'd like to do more on that, especially with their HMI PLC up there that uses uh, CodeSys. Love to do more with that. And then we have uh, the latest products that came in like uh, PLC Next and Automation Direct and that we really, I don't feel we've done justice. So we really had to stop taking free samples because playing with free samples does not put, um, does not pay to keep the lights on, right? So um, we've really, really uh, been blessed and thankful that so many vendors, everything you see behind me that does not have an A or a B on it was, uh, was sampled to us. And we really appreciate that feeling totally blessed that we had so much support, you know, especially during COVID, right? Um, that said, we tried really hard. We contacted everybody we knew to contact 
and we just could not get a Panelview Plus 7 Series B. Despite, we, I mean, they're a publicly traded company. We see their quarterly results, right? So despite that they're doing really good, it's just not something they're set up to do unlike other vendors in our industry. They're just not set up to do that. So I appreciate all your, your questions, but unless we get a donation um, of a unit, right? Which, which at this point I would take without a sponsorship just because so many of you are asking questions and I really want to help you out. But um, we're not going to be able to help you be, uh, unless we get a donation just because, um, you know, we've tried. We really tried. I wanted, we really, really, really tried. But um, in any case, it's time to move on and work with the people who are working with us, right? So if uh, people are sending us hardware and sponsoring us like Redline and other companies, Siemens, IFM, uh, you know, PLC Next, uh, you know, just all the great companies behind me. I don't want to leave anybody out. Automation Direct. Now I got to start looking. Am I forgetting anybody? But um, in all seriousness, we, we really appreciate their samples and we want to want to work with those people who want to work with us. Um, that said, I also do want to mention some upcoming content that's coming out later today in the 3.30 time frame. And that is the uh, Q&A about uh, using a Micro 800 USB port to read data. Now, I do teach a course on the Micro 800, so I have picked up, and those are very affordable products. I have picked up those products years ago to teach that course, in, uh, which I ended up really coming to like the Micro 800. But uh, in any case, uh, this this uh, we answer that customer question. You may have seen that in a previous episode of the Automation Morning Show. I have cut it out, and I'm recently releasing it this afternoon as its own uh, separate Q&A. For those people who may have the same question but aren't going to try to go back and try to find which morning show we covered it in. And with that, at this point, i like to wish everybody a very happy birthday. If today is your birthday, I hope you have an awesome day. I hope you get to... Do something fun. Spend some time with family, friends, and loved ones. And I uh, just want to wish you a very sincere happy birthday. Now, if you are connected with me on LinkedIn and you have your birthday in your profile, you show up on my birthday celebration list. And so I like to take time every morning and wish my connections a very happy birthday. And I connect with anybody in industrial automation. So feel free to send me a connection request if you work in industrial automation. And I just had several this week. And I just want to thank you for sending the request because, you know, I don't want to, like, put anybody in a spot if they're trying to keep their connection list small. So I appreciate you guys sending the request to me. That way I know I'm not bugging you. And, again, I accept everybody. You're not, you're not bothering me. I, I always just look in your profile to see if you are in industrial automation. And uh, usually it says, you know, your job. So, um, and I accept them all. So thank you for reaching out and connecting with me. And of my connections... Today, we have several birthdays, so I want to wish them a very happy birthday, Zach and David and Gary and Jessica. And that's it for today. So kind of a light day for birthdays, but I want to wish you all a very happy birthday. And we you typically go from here right over to automation.locals.com. That's our community where you can follow me and everything I do completely free of charge. Now, if you want to take part, you want to join the community, you want to post questions, we got new questions up there, which I'll get to after typically after one o'clock when I'm totally finished with the morning show and all the things that go with it. Um, I'll get up there and start answering questions and do an email and answering student questions and doing everything you got to do to keep a business going. But um, in any case, I do want to say that if you want to become a member and you enjoy our work and you want to support it, you can do so starting for the price of one cup of coffee a month. And uh, several people choose to support us at a higher level. But I want to thank all our supporters and all our followers. We have over a thousand people following us up just up here alone. And we have dozens of people supporting us. So I just want to th thank you all. Really appreciate you. And with that, I want to go over to a reminder that if you see news that I'm not covering, 
please feel free to send it in as a tip. As well as if you're talking to your vendor and you do enjoy the work and the, the videos and the articles we're publishing, please put a bug in the air. We'd love to fill some of the open positions we have. We'd love to get the automation this morning out earlier. Um, currently, we start working in around 6, 6.30, and um, we, we're doing the practice uh, run at 8 and recording at 8.30. And by the time it gets out in, in blog form, it's usually 10.30, and the videos are usually out around 11.30. So um, we could really squish that down if we could parallel process with multiple people working on different pieces. But to do that, we'll need sponsorships. And, you know, I look at some of these vendors and they have very, very small followings on social media. And we can help them with that. So, and I know that you, you're, you, our audience, really appreciate people who support us. And if a vendor decides to support us, that you'll also give them a shot at your business. So uh, tell your vendors, say, hey, why don't you sponsor the Automation Morning Show the one-of-a-kind show that happens every weekday about what's new in industrial automation. And unlike those big automation magazines, we're not just publishing sponsored articles. 90%, and this will always be that way, 90% of everything we bring you is what we think is important. And it doesn't cost any of the vendors that I cover every day a dime to show up in the news. Now, of course, we're going to have a product spotlight every day. And we may have a leading story, which, you know, if a vendor wants to be first in the list, we may do that. But 90, over 90% of everything we do every day is going to be what we think is important to you. These other places, when I go to their sites, everything is sponsored content. There's no like organic, real content where they're saying, hey, we think this is important. And um, I just think that's a shame, right? You want just unfettered, independent opinions. You don't want 100% sponsored content. We all understand we need a little advertising to pay the bills, right? but we don't want the entire magazine or website to be sponsored content. And honestly, that's what my conclusion is after looking at all those other guys and what they're doing. So um, please tell your vendors to help us out if you enjoy what we're doing. And we promise to you that we'll always keep the vast majority of the automation show and automation this morning to be content that we think you need to know, that we think you'll find interesting and not 100% sponsored content like other people do. So with that, I'll get down off my uh, soapbox and let's talk about all the links you can find over at automate.news. This is our industrial automation aggregate website where we just list all the links to everything we're doing, everything we cover. And with that, if you click on the show here, of course, you can, you can follow us, you can sponsor us, you can shop, you can submit news. But if you click on the show here, this goes to automate.show, which I have redirecting over to the automation blog. And this is where you'll find the articles that we publish every day along with the video and the podcast. Now, this is an example of one, and you can see I've uh, put all the images in there and a kind of a brief summary of what, you know, this is for those people who can't, you know, you put someplace where you can't actually watch the video, so you can kind of get an idea of what we covered. Then we have the Automation Morning Show here, video ad-free, and then we have, you can listen to it here. Now, I do hope, depending on what's going on with the family this weekend, I hope to be able to squirrel away three to four hours on Saturday to get this podcast going out um, to all the podcasting service. We worked through an issue that was with the new host for the automation podcast. So I'm hoping in three to four hours this weekend, I can get this going out because I just think it'd be great. If you're on the West coast, you could maybe listen to it as you drive to work. If you're on the East coast, maybe it's a lunchtime thing. If you're going for a walk at lunch, but I would love to have it going out to all the audio going out to all the podcasting services and the service that we're hooking up with should give us a transcript too. So if you want to actually read what's going on, again, if you're someplace where you can't listen, we should have that ability as well, both for this podcast and for the automation podcast. So in any case, we're hoping 
this weekend. We can find the time to do that. And uh, that would be great. Again, another place where having sponsors would allow us to get more done quicker, right? So with that, I just want to sincerely thank you all for taking time out of your day to spend with me and uh, talk about what's new in industrial automation today. And I just want to wish you all an awesome day. Be safe, be happy, and until next time, my friends, peace.